Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about coping with difficult parents. Mm -mm -mm. I am pretty sure I'm not the only one that has a hard time dealing with difficult parents. I'm pretty sure some of my listeners out there are probably dealing with difficult parents as we speak. So luckily for me, I was able to find a special guest on my show so that we can really think about this together. I have Dr. Elise, the the beard, the gear. Oh, I said it wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, Dr. Lee's. I'm just gonna stick with Dr. Lee's. I'm sorry. <laughs> with Dr. Lee's, and um, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Thank you, Mitzi. I know my name is really. It's like a a minefield. My name. My name is Dr. Lee's De Gear, and thank you so much for having me today. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. And um, I know that you are a clinical psychologist and um, I was reading on your website that you wrote a memoir of you being a burn victim at such a young age. And I was just reading that. And I think that is so amazing. But I guess my real question is, um, were your parents difficult? That that's where I, you kind of had, you kind of went into psychology to figure out how to really deal with them as well? Yes. My, you know, I hate to reduce anybody down to one word of being difficult or not difficult, right? Because people are very complex. And my parents were smart and incredibly talented. And uh, my dad was the life of the party. And, you know, there, there were a lot of great things to say about them both. But they were really not emotionally equipped to be parents, particularly my mother. We're not, they were not equipped to be parents emotionally in terms of maturity. And unfortunately, although they never meant to, they did a great deal of damage to me and also very much to my poor brother. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense in that aspect. And I think a lot of the times people don't real put that into consideration that sometimes our parents are also learning along the way and they're and they're just reacting on bad um habits that they were taught or they were exposed to as they were growing up and so one of the biggest things i try to remind myself and remind um other people who are dealing with this is that you know give them a break but give yourself a break too you know what i mean do you think that's a good advice I, I think that's awesome advice because I, um, so with my, with my book, my book is, it's about my journey as a burn survivor. And it's also about my journey as um, a child of really very difficult parents. It's both. And um, one of the things that I learned along the way is, you know, we all try to be, well, most of us anyway, understanding of people and forgiving. And um, I certainly tried to be as understanding and forgiving of my parents as I could, but also, especially my mother, she really did a lot of damage to me. And so I had to learn how to protect myself. She didn't mean to hurt me, but she really did. So I had to learn how to do what I thought I could do for her, but also protect myself um, because she couldn't help but hurt me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that makes sense because sometimes 
what I've learned is with my parents, with my mom specifically, because I don't have a, I don't have the worst relationship with my mom, but I don't have the best relationship with my mom either. I kind of feed her with a long spoon, you know, <laughs> just to keep my sanity intact. So one of the things that I've learned is that sometimes she can be very spiteful and she can be, sab she sabotages sometimes and she sometimes just throw low blows and low shades, like, you know what I mean, here and there. And one thing that I've learned to do is just kind of just tell myself not to take it to heart. You know what I mean? And I, and it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard to do that because I know that she. this is just something that she just naturally does. It seems like she just can't be happy sincerely for her children. And it's, it's frustrating because I can see other people have like a great relationship with their mom. They can go shopping. They can talk to them. They, they talk about, oh, my mom's my best friend. And I'm just like, mm, I can't have that relationship. So it's kind of hard. Um, so what would you say if somebody else is kind of like dealing with something like I am too? Yeah. So I want to put my experience into context just so you understand where I'm coming from. When I was four and this fire happened, the fire was accidentally set by my mother. She was careless. She didn't mean to be, but she was. And in the moment of us both being on fire, my mother ran away from me and saved herself. So wow. she left me behind in this fire. And then when we were in the hospital, she was burned not as badly as me. I was burned 65% third degree as a four-year-old. And I was in the hospital the first time as a four-year-old for five months. And in the beginning, my mother didn't even visit me. So I want to just kind of put into context what my mother was like. I want to say that perhaps unlike your mother, I don't know, Mitzi, my mother didn't, she never meant to cause harm. However, she caused terrible harm, life-threatening harm, repeatedly, again and again. So what I had to learn over time was, first of all, to be able to see her for myself, because my mother had a whole version of who she was that was awesome. Yes. And in the beginning, I believed that. And every problem that I had or every time she abandoned me or wasn't there for me, I thought, well, maybe it was me. Or yeah. I was, or my my expectations were too high, or I was too needy, which is what she used to say. So I thought it was me. So the yeah. first thing I had to do was get really clear, like, it's not me. I'm I'm not perfect, but I'm, my, these needs are normal. It's normal to need these things from your mother. My mother just is unable to give them. And that her, her blaming that on me was wrong. I had to see that very clearly. Once I could see that, which took me many years, it yeah. seemed to me a long time. Then I had sort of an ethical dilemma of what do I owe my mother who's elderly and alone versus what do I owe myself? to be not damaged by her. And the thing that helped me the most, believe it or not, is I encountered this thing that I found that this, you know, Buddhists, Buddhists believe in you do no harm. Do, they won't like step on an insect even. Like they're very, they, pri they prioritize life always. But they also believe Hold on, I'm sorry. I just, he's starting to cry. I'm gonna just pause I'm sorry. It real quick. Yeah. I, no, I'm sorry, one more.
so Buddhists believe um, they they sanctify life and they don't believe in killing anything or doing harm to anyone, uh, like including insects. They won't even like step on an ant like they won't. But what I also learned is that Buddhists believe that you should not allow harm to be done to yourself either. Okay. Because we are also a sacred child of God. Yeah. So once I had that concept, I was able to figure out ways to protect myself and feel okay about that while still giving what I could. Yeah. I mean, that's a smart way to think about it, you know, because at the end of the day, we have to protect ourselves, you know, but I guess where it comes down to is that respect, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times we're grounded with respecting your elders, respecting your parents, you know, despite what they put you through, you should still be a good child. You know what I mean? So it's like morally, how do you necessarily deal with that? You know what I mean? Like what ways do you talk yourself through to know it's morally right to step forward and go out your way for your parent versus, you know what, this is for my own sanity. I just, I still need more space. You know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I lived this for many years and it's torturous. It is. Particularly because most people don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of, you know, your Mother's Day cards. Oh, a mother, you know, all these things. Well, some mothers are not like that. And, and yeah. mine wasn't, and doesn't sound like yours is. And I would imagine many people listening to us today. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And for me, I just kept having to think through every situation like, well, what would I like to be able to do for a person, for a human being um, versus how much is this going to hurt me? And some days she won and some days I won. And the other thing, and you know, you're sitting there with your baby right near you. What I realized, Mitzi, because I'm a mother too, is that my spending time with my mother often meant that for days afterwards, I was a wreck. And I had children to take care of. And they were my primary obligation. So that also helped me feel like I could set boundaries. Am I making sense? No, you're making sense. And I guess... One of the things that me and my sisters are having an issue with is still trying to allow our children to have a relationship with her despite our relationship and allow them to allow their the, the grandparents to make that mistake so that they can see it on their own. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to tell my child, yeah, my mom's a certain way. Believe it or not, that's up to you. But this is the reason why I don't want you exposed to her versus allowing him to be exposed to her, have a relationship. And then when she messes up or when she does what she eventually does, him to see it for himself and then for me to be there and explain it to him and be like it's not you it's her you know what I'm saying is that that's that's like our conflict right now is like me and my sisters we're all just like we want them to have a relationship but at the same time it's like we don't really want them to get hurt the way that we did but it's like at the same time it's inevitable you know there's going to be hurt and pain 
no matter what in life. But I feel like when it comes from your family and the ones that are supposed to love you and be there for you, I think that's when it hurts more. You know what I mean? Because you're taught in school that your family is your safe net. Your family is a place where you can go to to feel comfortable. Yet, and I know I know that a lot of homes are very dysfunctional and people don't talk about that. People don't talk about this dysfunctionality that's happening in homes because everybody wants to portray this, oh, happy-go-lucky Hallmark style of, of life. And I feel like it's time for us to really break that and really expose that. Yes, I, I understand what you were saying 100%. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book that I wrote because some people do have those families and God bless them. They're very lucky. Yes. And some people do not. And yes. the people who do not are often hiding or pretending that they do, or they're ashamed. Yes. And it's just human nature. Some people are not, they're not meant to be parents or they're not equipped to be parents. And for those of us who are born into that kind of family, not our fault in any way, we need tools to handle these things. And we need compassion and we need to be able to tell our stories. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So my, my, my book is, is titled so it's flashback girl lessons on resilience from a burn survivor because i was burned as a child as i told you and so i hear most from two groups of readers Vincy. the first is burn survivors of course the second is children of toxic parents i hear from so many readers who say to me like, oh, finally, there's a book that captures what I went through. Because again, there's just not many books like that. And I yeah. think a lot of us are kind of pushed into feeling like, well, you should forgive. And, and I think, you know, there is a place for forgiveness in this world, but not necessarily for, for being with that person, right? Yeah. I, I understand my mother, I guess, in my own way, I forgive her, but I don't wish to be near her. I mean, she's dead now, but I didn't wish to be near her because she hurt me every time. Yeah. Why would I choose that for myself? Yeah. It's very tricky. I, again, is. I have to explain it to you. No, no, <laughs> it's... <sighs> To be honest, speaking about this with you, I, to be honest, it's kind of like opening for me because I don't really talk about this with anybody besides like my sisters and my husband, you know, because, you know, they're my inner circle. They know they've yeah. experienced my mom. They, they know how difficult it is. And I just it sucks when my mom puts on this fake facade like this. It's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm happy. La la la. And then in a, in a split of a second, she'll just snap. And I guess it's because like her mom, she, she had, she had her ways and she was very difficult and she was very spiteful and she abandoned my mom a few times. And, you know, and she has her reasons why she reacts and, and, and thinks and moves the way she does. So I always try to give her that benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, when I tell her certain things about like, maybe you should do things differently, or maybe you should think differently. And, and she like takes it into consideration, but then she, then she feels attacked, 
you know, as if I'm attacking her whole entire self as if, oh, now I'm blaming that she's a bad mother. God forbid I say that she's a bad mother or God forbid I bring up memories that she chose to repress because she didn't want to relive those memories again. And it sucks because she repressed a lot of things that she's done. She repressed a lot of, of emotional turmoil that me and my sisters had to go through. And it sucks because everybody outside of the family, the relatives looking in, they just know that we moved around a lot and that we were unstable, but that's all that they know. So they assume that her daughters are the same as her. So our the relatives in the family, they treat us with a long spoon thinking that we're just like her, but we're far from her. You know what I mean? And it sucks because I feel like people don't give me the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really, that's, that's even harder in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just, I don't know. I just think that everyone deals with their parents differently because of what we go through is all going to be different in some way shape or form but there's this equal medium that I feel that makes this all the same you know what I'm saying like you've gone through your your trauma you've gone through your abuse you've gone through that and I've gone through my own and I'm pretty sure there's listeners that have gone through their own as well and I think the only thing that really keeps us intact is the fact that we know that there's better out there. You know what I mean? We know that we can't allow that to determine who we are. And that and it took a long time for me to realize that, that just because I was grew up in a certain way and raised a certain way doesn't necessarily mean I'm bound to be that way as an adult. And I think that's the biggest thing that I would love to share to other people. And I would love to get your opinion on that because I don't think we should be bounded by that concept of, of our, of our family. Right. Yeah. I think that that is so important. Yeah. Just because you come from whatever you come from, does that does not at all mean that that's what's going to happen to you. I think, um, well, I think education is important. Yeah. I think mental health is important. I, I know that people can heal. I myself have, I mean, I, I am a psychologist and also I've been in therapy many years. It, it helped me a lot. And uh, we can learn, we can grow, we can read, we can do better. We can support each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, most definitely. One of the great accomplishments of my life is that I I know that I've been a, a loving, reliable mother, and I've put my daughter's needs first and ahead of mine many, 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 many times with um, a, an open heart. And my daughters can count on me. And I know they know that they're in their 20s now. So for me, my mother was really, really had a lot of problems. Her mother had a lot of problems her mother had a lot of problems. I don't know how far back that goes, but I feel I take great comfort in knowing that I have broken that chain and we can break these chains, but it takes intention and strength and health. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry.
All righty, Lee. So um, what would be some great advice that you can possibly, you know, I know you've been already been giving me some great advice for myself and you've been really helping me realize like I'm in the right direction because that's how I feel. I feel like I'm kind of in the right direction with how I'm treating my mother and how I'm going about it. You know, I'm giving her the attention that she needs while she's still alive, but yet giving myself the space I need so that I don't lose myself in the process. So what advice could you possibly give my audience that may be going through this as well? Yes. So I think it's kind of hard to sort of just break it down into a sound bite or two. But what I would say is that we, we do all have the responsibility to take care of our own well-being. Yes. So we have to make sure that we're okay. And if you are okay, and you have a little bit to give to this difficult parent in your life, try to give it, you know? I I tried to do what I could for my mother. I emailed her weekly. I invited her to my daughter's events. Like I, I did things to try to include her as best I could. But when I knew I wasn't well enough to see her, I didn't because I, I have people who depend on me, you know? I have a business, I have other people depend on me. So do what you can for your difficult parent, but not at not at the jeopardy of your own health. Yeah, thank you for that. And I, I guess one, one more thing I gotta ask is, what do you, how do you deal with the guilt process that the parents may give you? You know what I mean? Cause I get that all the time where I they give me that guilty, that guilt process that I, I should be there more, or I should respect more, or I should do whatever that they tell me that I, that they need from me. But when I put my foot down, that's when they give me that guilt. Well, I mean, what would you, what advice can you give me for that? I think the best advice I can give you is to say to yourself, I'm doing the best I can with what I have. Thank you. So you make me want to cry. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I have walked your shoes. I have walked them. I hear you. It is extremely hard. I will tell you, and I, I hope this doesn't sound heartless on my part. My mother's death was a relief for me. Ah, uh, you know what's funny is that I say that too. I say that the day my mom dies is probably going to be the day that's going to be relief for me. And yeah. I feel guilty for saying yeah. that. And it doesn't mean that I didn't cry. I cried many times when my mother died. I, I wept all the way through her funeral. But it was still a relief. Yeah. And again, not because she meant it to be that way. She couldn't help herself. That's how she, that's how she was made and that's not I couldn't fix that so anyway thank you so much I really do appreciate oh, thank this thank you it's been it's been healing for me I know I'm crying right now but in reality this is really healing for me and I'm so glad. really needed 
for me. So if anybody else is listening and they didn't get it, well, it's okay. Maybe it's just for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> right. It's perfectly fine. But if you're crying with me too, go check out um, Dr. Lisa's website. You can find her beautiful photo on my website and you'll have access to everything that's Dr. Lee's and you have access even to her book. And believe me, it's worth getting and checking out because I just was able to listen to the sample and oh, it literally drew me in where I'm going to be purchasing it by the end of this week. <laughs> hey, listen, and I want to tell you one more thing, that sample, the, yeah. the reader of this, the audiobook is my daughter. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah, really enjoy knowing that. Yes. Yeah, so that's anyway. so nice. Well, yeah, that's good to know. I'm excited yeah. to, uh, to listen to the full audio now. I'm going to listen to her voice. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you much so for much. having me today. I really appreciate it. Blessings. Likewise. Thank you as well. Yeah.